0: This is Peter Walsh with M&R. Scott Ritter with the decorated Parallax. expo. This is Ben Landisman with Lawson Screen and Digital Products. This is Deborah Sexton.
1: And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery.
2: All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, May 13th, 2022, Friday the 13th. (laughs) I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can
0: find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. As Terry mentioned, it is Friday the 13th, so uh, we thought, hey, what a better day than today to talk about, you know, what happens when you kind of run out of luck, right? The Friday the 13th thing happens to you, so... We know that in the real world of production business, all those things—not everything goes according to plan. That's that's one of my favorite things actually to ask at a at a seminar. Terry, as go has anybody here ever not ruined a product, like not had a <laughs> shirt come out correctly? <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha! Right. And so, so yeah. this
2: is your first day then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you've
0: not printed anything yet, right? Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what we're going to talk about here today, Terry. Uh, just those real worlds what what happens how can we plan for the unplanned and and how do we deal with those unexpected issues those uh <laughs> feelings of the knife being plunged into our back right so. right right
2: well you yeah. know i always say uh to people in my seminars when uh, you know when when you're talking about uh you know rate of production and this and that and i yeah. said but un- unfortunately my shop doesn't live in the perfect world <laughs> so.
0: Uh, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, again, happy Friday the 13th everybody. Um I love Friday the 13th by the way, Terry. It's my lucky day and, and you guys have heard this, I'm sure, every <laughs> time we have a Friday the 13th. What, what's show. it called
2: again? Uh,
0: Non-triskaidekaphobia day,
2: right? <laughs> so uh
0: <laughs> Non-triskaidekaphobia the not afraid of 13 and um and that's a real thing. Triskaidekaphobia is a real thing out there. So <laughs> um my my dad every, you know, now with Facebook and People, old people being on Facebook, right? So he he, he uh, posted a message to me this morning saying happy non trescodecophobia day. And uh, really funny, my older son Keegan got on there and posted, uh, keep your eyes peeled for Jason Voorhees. So
2: <laughs> look out for, <laughs> for Jason <laughs> oh. You know, um, supposedly and and it's believed that Friday the 13th is actually uh dates back to when the Knights Templar were arrested and uh many of them burned at the stake in in the 14th century it was on yep. Friday the 13th, so.
0: Yep. It was. And um the other thing that I heard about that and I don't know if this is true it's a conspiracy theory but Hey, was exactly. it on the internet? So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was totally true then. It was on the internet. <laughs> um no, that that You know, that was also then, like I said, it was a Friday the 13th that that happened, but it was also a pagan holiday that was celebrated on Friday the 13th. So that was kind of the way to. Move it away from <laughs> being a, a pagan yeah. holiday into something else. So, anyhow, that again, we'll we'll get way deep into that's it. another
2: whole show because I have I have comments about pagan holidays. But no, let's okay. Say.
0: All right, <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's hit a couple quick. Um, not a ton of news specifically going on, but I had a little news from my side, and and I know you've had some uh, things that came up that might be worth a, convers- a quick conversation. Uh, so, I do have a article out. I'm fortunate enough to get to write every month for graphics pro magazine i have a column called the rising tide of business and uh, my most recent article is out in their may version there and i'd really love to get the uh, regulators feedback on it what what you guys thought of it um it's about overcoming imposter syndrome and uh, and i'm actually pretty proud of how it turned out so you can give it a read eric's got the link up on screen for those checking us out live but it's osg.link forward slash imposter and yeah, just let me know your thoughts on it. Is there anything in it that you can use to improve your business or your
2: life or anything like that? So, love to hear that feedback from you guys. Terry, I'll like to check you? that out because sometimes I have that feeling on Fridays at about 11 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, so. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I just, uh, Kim and I were talking uh, yesterday and I thought it must be time for another legal show because she was showing me uh, a TikTok business that with about, a half million followers, only been in business for ninety days, and uh, and she's like showing me this, like, what do you think about this? Because apparently, uh, this woman, uh, she's a maker, a creator, she calls mm-hmm. herself, and and she has these catchphrases that she uses, but unfortunately, the, her catchphrases are just common uses things that, that people, people say every day. And, and uh, she said, now I, I've seen people using my catchphrases out there and I've, I've secured an attorney and I'll be suing people for using <laughs> my catchphrases. And, <laughs> and I, I don't want to say what the, the particular one she was talking about was because I don't want it to come back to who, who it is, but I'm like, you know what? I, I think somebody has a trademark on that. And, and of course we look it up and, Everything's on the internet. Yeah, somebody's had a trademark on it for several years, but she just starts saying it and thinks, you know, I've been in business for ninety days, so I I understand this. And and I started thinking about it and thought, you know, these people that jump into business all of a sudden they catch fire on TikTok. Yeah. They, they didn't have that opportunity to work out of their garage and make really stupid mistakes that a very, very small number of people see it. <laughs> and, and I thought she's just broadcasting to a half million people that, that, you know, uh, I, I have an attorney now and we'd be suing everybody that uses my catchphrase. I'm like, guess what? You're using somebody else's catchphrase. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: if you're half a million followers, you might get sued. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Exactly. Right. So anyway, I just thought it was kind of a, a just a, it kind of struck me last night when we were talking about it, that, you know, it's, it's, there was a time where you started business and you, and you, you were able to kind of, um, kind of make those mistakes with very, very few people watching. So yeah, yeah, it's a new world. Now, now it's a new world for sure. Well, you know, Gordon, uh, I'm sure
0: would be more than happy to come back if we kind of figure out where that topic runs. I, I I do think, you know, I mean, I know kind of just as a way to kind of show that people need to you know be careful of what they're doing and whatnot in, in the new social media world. But, you know, that could be a really good show for Gordon. So uh, yeah let's, let's make that happen. What the heck? Right. <laughs> I love Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon's <laughs> great. And, and, and honestly, you know, because I think that gets into even more into his wheelhouse. So really what his wheelhouse is, is media, you know, podcasting and videos right. and stuff like that. Um, An so yeah, Entertainment attorney, I believe entertainment attorney himself. for sure. Yeah. So, you know, that's definitely more of his wheelhouse. And, and so I think we could kind of lean that a little bit more that way because yeah, I think about it in business. We're doing the printing and things like that, but, you know, TikTok businesses, things like that, you're, yeah, you're dealing with a lot of media kind of challenges there. So having somebody like Gordon on your team is, is probably a worthwhile endeavor,
2: I'd say. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Well, let's check in with some folks here this morning and uh, good morning to Chuck going way back here, uh, Eric, and uh, good morning to uh, Bevy Jean and uh, Lyndon says good morning guys happy education friday um we've got christine checking in hey guys happy friday the 13th though she does not believe in the superstition um i believe it's just another awesome day to feel awesome so there you go (laughs) (laughs) an awesome day to feel awesome i love it (laughs) Uh, Kristen says good morning people and uh, glad to have her along so yeah we got everybody checking in curtis and rich and and everybody else here, um, what else is going on in the comment world here, Terry? Oh, Eric, oh. thank you for putting up the Triscodeca phobia for those trying to verify the research. <laughs>
2: All right. I, what of course, else just that? moved my comments off to the side. so uh, Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I just did the same thing. Um, but Kristen says you need a be- she needs a better attorney. That was my thought. I thought, really? An attorney didn't tell you immediately? Yeah, no, you, you yeah, don't, don't own don't that. Don't say that. Yeah, exactly. Just because you and every uh woman in the South uses that phrase doesn't mean you own it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I uh, think good good point,
0: Kristen. And then uh we've got dot tone Dan popping in. Thanks to, to Dan for being here. I don't know if I told you this, Terry. I actually had an opportunity to go have dinner with Dan. In fact, oh um, no, he he, uh, we we fought over the the bill, but um, <laughs> he stole it from us. So well, I was going to say, finished.
2: did you do a little of this the, little the, short arms? <laughs> oh, I can't reach my
0: no. Uh, it, it was awesome. We we had an opportunity to go have dinner with Dan and his wonderful wife Darla, and uh, wow, it was a, just a great evening there to to spend time with them and. You know, you and I have known Dan way back, right? I, mean, I was I'm, just
2: going to say, you and I have known Dan way back in the U.S. screen days. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. So having an opportunity to really sit down with him. I, I'd never had, you know, we'd talk plenty of times at shows and stuff like that. But to have that opportunity to sit down with him, it was invaluable.
2: So great to see you, Dan. Um, all right, let's see here. Christine I need a said, catchy name like Dot .tom Dan, though. I need to, I to work on that. Christine, uh, you uh, you came up with regulars. Come up with a catchy name for me like that. <laughs> Tubular Terry. Uh... <laughs> no, see, that's why I said not you. <laughs> oh, dude, okay. I forgot. <laughs> you get the thumbs down from Eric there. Yeah, and the, the bad head shake.
0: He, he, Eric's got several head shakes that we get to see, and it's the bad head shake that we got to watch out for.
2: And yeah, That's that, when we're the, close to the, the mute button. The one, yeah, the the stop talking head shake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Todd shared T-shirt, Terry. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, true. All
0: right. And um, Christine says, "Um, I'd also be worried about the attorney who took the case if they didn't do a few minutes of research to figure out the case was groundless. Yeah. 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 Our Um,
2: friends at uh, USPTO.gov, United States. Uh, Patent Trademark <laughs> Office, you can type that word that phrase right there and it will tell you who owns it and who'll be <laughs> contacting you. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Exactly. All right. Um, thank you, Dan. Glad that you enjoyed it too. It was it was awesome. All right. Um, so I think it's that time, Terry. Is it? That you have time? a dad joke
2: you you contributed. I don't know if you noticed well, at the bottom of the outline. I've had to start listing future dad jokes at the bottom of the outline because we get uh, so many contributions now.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, keep keep those contributions coming. If we could just get the contributions with the five things, then we're really yeah, gonna be rolling. Yeah. So, and then they're the ones that them.
2: that I share with just you and Eric, and say, "Well, okay, we can't use this one, but this is funny." <laughs> <laughs> the, Maybe that's for the after-hours show
0: where right. we don't, don't get a podcast <laughs> with it. So, um, all right. Well, this is actually from my mentor, Jack Canfield. Uh, he shared this in a mastermind program. Uh, and they actually talked him into sharing some dirty ones too. Not dirty, but, you know, less appropriate ones in that moment. But I did not share that one. So, I didn't remember. <laughs> but here's the one I remember. All right. Uh, I couldn't quite remember how to throw a boomerang then it hit me <laughs>
2: thank you <laughs> all right and we'll let uh, let uh, todd and everybody else comment on that while i say thanks for everybody checking out the two regular guys podcast we are always looking for new guests if you or anyone you know would like to join us go to slash 2 the number 2 regular guys with any of your show ideas uh, we uh, we have some shows coming up soon, but we have a kind of open calendar for this yeah. summer. So if you'd yeah. like to be on the show, that's is an op- a great opportunity. If you're listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are everywhere. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and questions, especially... Um, if you have run into some your business uh, running into a wall somewhere, and yeah. and what you did about it, so we'd love to have you contribute to that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, looking forward to hearing from the regulators throughout this here today, and um, like Terry said, jump jump on that opportunity. If if there's somebody you'd like to hear from, um, I have I do have a couple of suggestions that came in from my friend Dean at Monterey T-shirts, and so we're going to be reaching out to those folks to try to get them on. But if you have People that you would like to uh, hear from or or learn from, yeah, please share share their details with us, and we'll we'll arrange. But you can also just send them right over to that that Bitly link there, which goes to the calendar, and they can put in their information. Just an easy way for everybody to kind of get on the same page really quickly. So um, we can do that. So looking forward to hearing some new guests. We we do have a couple of guests coming up over the next couple of weeks here, and um, but uh, like Terry said, we've got we're trying to fill out the summer here to get, get through the, the summer. Um, so that's that. And then the other thing, Terry is uh, we are open to uh sponsorship. Now we, we took that time away to kind of support the trade shows as they got back on their feet. And it looks like uh, everything I'm seeing trade shows are back in full swing, Terry. So that's been great. And I'm excited to see how things turn out for all of them here in 2022. Uh, but we are open here on the two regular guys to be able to share your message. If you've got, um, product service that you'd like to get out to the decorating community, then uh, this is your opportunity. And uh, if you go to tworegularguys.com forward slash sponsorship, that will get you all the details. And if you have questions, you can certainly let us know. So um, yeah, we, we've, we've talked to some folks and we'll, we'll see if we can kind of solidify some of those potential relationships. You know, what it is for us, Terry, with the sponsorship is just an opportunity to, able to share a little bit more to be able to you know talk about something you know we've never wanted to be like some of the other shows out there where it's like yep that is driven by right you know so you know oh well they work for and they're just talking about that company all the time or they're sponsored by that show and you can tell everything is spun to be able to sell more of that person's products right so that we're we're different in that regard. I well, yeah, say.
2: you know, and Aaron, we, we, in the past, we've done that before, uh, with sponsors saying, who said, you know, I want to sponsor you guys forever and say, you know what, um, we only want to do this year because yeah. we don't want it to appear that we are a spokes persons for, yep. <laughs> uh, for that particular company or that particular yeah. product. So, um, you know, it's, uh. Yeah. It, it, this is a labor of love. We uh, <laughs> yes, don't really do it to make money, but uh, yeah. but we do like to have uh, some sponsorship, as you said, to yeah. share uh, with the industry. So Sure, sure.
0: Yep. And, you know, like it or not, there are expenses that come along with it. So any help would be great. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get into the show here, Terry?
2: let's do let's talk a little friday the 13th and i i I have to say uh i saw the other day the the movie saturday the 14th was playing on like comet where they play old Uh, horror movies and i'm not encouraging people to go watch it but it's kind of a funny 1980s spoof uh, horror movie the day okay. after friday the 13th <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't think i've ever heard of that so uh... <laughs> yeah saturday
2: the 14th you should okay. check it out <laughs> all right well, something some, i think early 80s so Okay, all right. So many get, of our that, listeners were not born yet when uh, that movie came out. So, good point, good point. <laughs> well, you, you were getting the
0: head shake from Eric, so I don't know. Yeah, well, be careful. <laughs> just kidding. You're right. a little
2: more highbrow than this movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. All right, well, yeah, Terry, let's get into this. So, right? It, it is Friday the 13th, we're having some fun with, with all that, and and but the reality is things do go wrong in our businesses, it just if If nothing's gone wrong in your business, then, like Terry said, then you haven't started yet because it's inevitable and and really it's it's about um, you know, you get knocked down. being successful is about getting back up, right knock down seven exactly. get up eight, right and, exactly. and that, that's kind of what we're talking about and just kind of covering a couple of different areas we we don't want to you know, for me, Terry, the goal here is, is that we're not getting into the complaining, commiserating, the, the gets us nowhere. There's, there's no solutions to be found in that. Um, and, and so what we're looking for here is, okay, what do you do in this situation? And, you know, with all of your experience in the trenches and and the things that we've been able to see, we're going to share some things, but we are really looking for the regulators to bring, bring their solutions to the
2: table here. Right. So, um, well, you know, the, the first thing, Aaron, that, that, that comes to mind obviously when things go south is for instance when there's a pandemic now (laughs) I don't want to I don't want to belabor this because we have had many shows about okay we're in the middle of this thing here's here's how we need to to deal with it but but uh, I I think that a a real takeaway from from the pandemic was is your company fluid and agile you know or or if you're just locked in this is how i do business this is the product i sell this is the this is the way i market it and without you know with blinders on you you're, you're going to get yeah. tripped up and my best example of this is is equipment zone where i spend my days and um when the pandemic hit <clears throat> we were already in a position where we were doing uh webinars maybe once a month or something like that well it was a pretty easy shifting of gears because yeah. we were set up for it that we started doing two webinars a week and um to because there were no trade shows there was no way to get out before the public and yeah. and and it wasn't a, it wasn't a webinar on hey here's a let me let me demonstrate my product That was education and a lot of it was how to get your business through this just like you and i have done uh through the pandemic so yeah. Um, but, but it was just a matter of, of taking a step back saying, okay, there aren't any more trade shows. That's how we, that's how we reach out to people. What are our options here? Yeah. And, and we just reached over there and and we, uh, Jay Bassell, uh, reached over there and said, okay, let's, and he's the marketing director at Equipment Zone. He, he said, let's double, triple, quadruple down on, yeah. on webinars. So, and that's I guess that's just my example of, of being fluid and agile about how you do business.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with that, Terry. I mean, we 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 have that new catchphrase uh pivot that came out of out of the pandemic, right? And sure I thought that people- came from
2: friends, pivot. Pivot. Uh, <laughs> well, but I'm sure some TikToker has tried to trademark pivot. But um, <laughs> right, right. They're calling their attorney right now. They're using my catchphrase.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we should be getting a letter anytime. Um but <laughs> But yeah, I mean that—that that is, that's the reality. It, and even without a pandemic, right, things are going to happen. And then you've got to pivot. You've got to be fluid. You have got to be agile. Um, and I think what I saw, right, because the the stories that I continue to hear from people is, you know, 2020 was one of the best years I ever had. 2021 was one of the best years I ever had. And and so you all okay cause I also heard a lot of the, the woe is me stories, you know, Oh my God, I am barely hanging on. I had to let, you know, it, there, there was everything happening and lots of different things going on and for lots of different people. Um, and so I was like, what's, what's the common thread for those people that were, you know, I, I, I survived, I did well, right. Even, even to that point. And what I saw is that those were the people that got to, like like with what Jay did, okay okay we've got this issue there's no trade shows to go to anymore and that's our number one way of of reaching the community so you know you could have gone oh my god it's so terrible and and spent all that time doing all that but you found a solution you started trying the solutions right i i imagine you guys like you said we're already in that space But I know they got better. Right. The the very first one you did probably wasn't as good as, you know, and and now even to this day, you probably are are getting better all the time. So
2: the the virtual trade shows, Aaron, remember the first ones? It was like painful. It's like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm watching a train wreck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? They did it right. And they looked for a solution. They tried things and um, and they survived from each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and you saw, saw some of that, you know, people sitting back a little bit to go, I want to see what happens here first that, you know, but, but I think those people that went out there and got after it and looked for solutions and then put those solutions into action were the ones that had the best opportunity. Yes. It may have been a little rocky at first, but I don't think that that actually held them back. I actually think that gave them an advantage compared to the people that were sitting back waiting because they were in that space. Right. And oh yeah, so exactly. So yeah, it's getting to that, that point of looking for solutions, you know, the, the complaining, it just leads to more complaining. And then that leads to then resignation to like, Oh my God, the, the sitting on your hands thing was like rampant at at that point. Right. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. It's scary. I get all that. <laughs> I had those moments, right. I, I, I had a few more, you know, we had some cocktail parties and had a few more drinks than I probably should have. Cause I was worried about stuff too. Yeah. Um, you know, I just—I guess—if you're somebody that's a leader in a in a position where you know people are tuning in and looking to you for advice or or looking to you, I think it's your responsibility to kind of just do more and be more and and be better and and really just show up as the the best version of yourself in those challenging times. You know, you, the um,
2: you know, Aaron, know. The, those cocktail parties you mentioned. It, remember, especially the ones early on, all those people that that came there. And and started chatting about so uh, about this government uh, funding. Uh, how did how did you do the paperwork? Who did you contact? Uh, there was a lot of great information that that people were sharing. That yeah, you know, if 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 you're in northern Minnesota and you you don't have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, peers around you to have these conversations with, uh, there were people from all over the country having those those uh, and, and that was that was I guess our way of saying. Hey, let's, uh, let's all have a conversation, have a cocktail and have a conversation about yeah, what's next. Where, where, where do we go from here in, 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 a positive way?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think that was it, right. It was, it was based on let's find solutions. You know, yes, we're, we've got a, a beer here because we're worried, but, <laughs> or, you know, you know, we're enjoying a, a that moment together, but at the same time there, you know, was of that focus on the solution. And, and so I, I think, you know, th- this came up earlier today, and uh, another place where conversations are going on, and the the whole concept of "I can't," right? And <laughs> and we'll we'll get into some more of that a little bit later here. But I think that, um, I guess just yeah, always being willing and and I don't know, like pushed even to a point like where finding a solution is just part of who you are. <laughs> so, um that that would be my when there's a pandemic, look for solutions. You know, look for opportunities and and not to not to, you know, take advantage of the opportunity, but look look because there are opportunities all the time, right? And some exactly. of the uh, some of the strongest uh and and well-known companies that are part of the uh, American vernacular that you know, have been the most successful for the longest amount of time started during the great depression. Right, right. exactly. So, you right. Know, uh, that you can go look that up. It's, it's, it's a,
2: it's a reality
0: and, and, you know, or, or or, or,
2: or seeing an opportunity and taking advantage of it, you know, and, and uh, I'll tell you a, a, a dated one, but Sears, uh, mm-hmm. Sears, uh, he, he was a, a train conductor. Yeah. And when the trains were going across the country, you you couldn't schedule because everybody had different times. You go into this town and it's noon, and the next town over it's twelve thirty, and the next town over it's eleven forty five. Yeah, and so what did he do? He bought pocket watches and sold them to all the train conductors, so they were all on the same time together. And so he built an empire from saying there's an opportunity here. So, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it wasn't a, uh, wasn't a calamitous opportunity like, uh, like the pandemic, but it was, yeah. it was keeping your eyes open and being yep. a little fluid. Yep. Exactly. fluid, agile,
0: pivot, all those words. Good stuff. Pivot. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, <laughs> um, let's, let's move on here, Terry, into the next realm. And then I see Dan had a place where he ran out of luck. I think we can cover that here in a little bit. So we'll, uh, Eric, if you wouldn't mind putting a pin in that one, so to speak, <laughs> and well, well, come back to it. So, what's you know, next?
2: Harry? One thing that that I've seen in all my time in business is when people leave unexpectedly or leave expectedly, and you know, from a production standpoint, I, I couldn't yeah. tell you how many times people have come to my screen printing classes because their screen printer left suddenly, and yeah. nobody there knew how to knew how to print shirts. And thinking, gosh, you know, um, and, 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 you know, you and I come from a a long history of training and and education. And so in my shops, I always had training going on every week and I would pay people to be cross-trained. I would pay for the people in the, in the uh, screen room to come in on a Saturday and get a a lesson in printing shirts or the people in the art department to learn how to expose screens or, uh, you know, so you never skipped a beat yeah. when, when people left and, and, you know, there's, there's still those folks out there that say, well, I don't want to teach people everything I know, or they'll go out and compete with me. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that should be your last concern, because yeah. guess what? When they leave to compete with you, you've got one somebody coming up behind them that yeah. that can uh, that can fill that spot. But um, I, I had an experience earlier this year where a very large company uh, every month, they would give you a report and uh, information that you needed to run your business. And the report didn't come at the beginning of, of, of the month. And we started inquiring about it. And, oh, would the person who did those reports retired? And and I'm thinking, did he just walk in one day and say, okay, I'm retiring. I'm out. Or, or did he say, I'm retiring in six weeks. Um, let's get somebody trained up. And I thought that was the oddest response I've ever heard. Oh well he retired. And so we don't have that report caught up yet. We don't have somebody doing that yet. <laughs> what were you doing from the time <laughs> that person said, I'm going to retire? Like again, as I said, I, I don't think anybody retires on the spot. Uh it's noon, at five o'clock. I'm retired. I'm out of here. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a different so, kind of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. I'm sorry, we're going to be, I'm, I'm afraid we're going to have to retire you today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. We're, we're going to invite you to leave. That's my favorite phrase for firing someone. Yeah. We've invited you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think that's really important, Terry, when you talk about that training, that cross training, all that stuff. Um, I, I can't remember exactly who it was. It was either Jack Welsh or Peter Drucker, both kind of management guru guys. But, but yeah, they, they were asked a question at one point where somebody had asked them, you know, don't you worry about, because they were big on this whole idea of really training and cross-training and, and sharing everything about their companies with with their employees so their company, their employees could do do it well too. And, you know, the question was, well, aren't you worried that you're going to, you know, spend, invest all that time in training and that they're just going to take that information and leave? And, and their response was, no, I'm worried that if I don't train them, they're going to stay. Right. And (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) You you don't give them the opportunity to do their job well. And uh, yeah, so I think that, that type of thing, training, training, cross training. Um, The other thing to think about here is, is the whole idea of, of hiring, I think can be a little bit foreign. This was something we were never taught how to do. Right? I don't think anybody, right. unless, unless you went to school as an HR person, but I don't think most small business owners ever had any real training to hire people. And even going to school to be an HR person doesn't really give you what you need to actually hire. Well, right. It's a, right. it's a whole different ballgame. And, and so you know, hiring from a place of, oh my God, I need somebody right now is way different than hiring from a place of, okay, I want to find the right fit, the right person that can come in and be a partner in this business with me in a, in a way that, um, you know, works for both of us. Those are two totally different things. Unfortunately, most hiring comes from that. Like you said, oh, well he retired six weeks ago and now I need to find somebody to do that report. (laughs) And it's now seven weeks later from the, the retirement notice. And, and we're, our business is floundering because we don't have that person, right? So even if you're like a a solopreneur type person that is like not planning on hiring, um, this is still, I think, hugely important to businesses is to take that opportunity to just write a job description, even if you don't think that you're going to actually use it like what, what could be the help right so what I always do is I always start with writing my own personal job description first. Like, when when my company is at its ideal pinnacle of success what is my job what am I doing and um, you know what's my focus because then you can figure out where you might need a little bit more help and and be ready when it's you know you'll get that gut feeling of, gosh I need to find somebody and and so maybe it's just a temporary, bring somebody in, but if you don't have, you know, a document that how you do things, core values listed, I mean, there, there's a lot of kind of planning that goes into hiring somebody that most people don't do because they're kind of caught with their pants down, so to speak.
2: So, well, and, and, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of business owners, uh, don't necessarily give their employees, especially smaller companies, a, a job description and, that sometimes that translates to the employee thinks their job is this and you think Mm -hmm. their job is that. And, and you're disappointed because they're not doing a good job of this because the employee thinks they're supposed to do that. And, (laughs) you know, uh, and, and, you know, Aaron, I don't know how many times people have told us that they play our show and from the archive on their production floor and and shout out to everybody out there in the production floor listening to us right now in the archive. But (laughs) If you're an employee, make a point of of learning how to do other things at yeah. at, at your work. And my my adage for for every employee out there and is is make yourself completely indispensable at yeah. work. Yeah. But here's the rule number two, though. No one's indispensable, so Correct. get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and and I I think you know
0: in today's current market, you know, with the 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 thought is that the power is in the hands of the employees currently. Um, but the reality is th- when there is that kind of, you know, stick it to the man or take advantage of the employee mentality on either side, then you're yeah. you're not actually able to make any progress, right? There, there's always gonna be that tension there. So I think if both sides, right? The employees, like you said, make themselves as indispensable as possible, that's going to not only help the business, But it is that rising tide lifts all boats. So if you're a great employee doing great work and you're working with a great company that values what you're doing. Hey regulators, it's Aaron. Sorry for the interruption. I just wanted to ask a quick favor. Can you go over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash try OSG and check out what we've got to offer. There's an opportunity to check out the OSG squad membership for only $5. See if it's something that might work for you. If you have any questions, just let me know. Thanks so
2: much. Now back to the podcast. The next point that we wanted to talk about is when the supply chain snaps. And and by that, I, I'm referring to what we're dealing with right now, where we just can't get product and, and things like that. So a, a couple of the points I wanted to bring up and is, is take advantage of the distributor availability tools. A lot of our distributors, the Sandmars and SNS and and Alpha Broad are always getting trouble when I start naming them off because I don't want to forget anybody. But but uh, they they have a lot of uh, availability uh, uh, information out there for you, and uh, that that will tell you you know what what the inventory is on this product or that product. And and add to that. We want to be able to offer alternatives, be ready to t- say to people. And, and I, I have no problem at all saying to someone, you know, there are um, there are issues with um, with supply. And 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 I, I describe it to, to customers. I'll, I'll be like you see it every day. Right. When you go to the grocery store, you go to the hardware store. There's it's the same with what we do. So let's talk about some alternatives. Uh, if, if we can't get a for you. How about B and how about C? And uh, so, you know, some of your competitors are are not doing that. Some of your competitors are out there saying, um, "Well, hey, we're out of stock on that," and uh, and and end it right there. So, um, Aaron or, or Eric, are we having any luck getting Aaron back? Not at all. Very good. (laughs) Well, how about this? (laughs) I was planning on
1: coming in later for other stuff, but hey, why not? I can step in and uh here, I'll take Aaron's place for just a second while he's still going. Looks like his video's not updating, but I actually uh, I can jump in on some of this too. I'm I'm kind of with you on offering alternatives. Talking about supply chain problems, I cannot tell you how many people have talked about this in the embroidery world. It is the Richardson hat. (laughs) It's the Richardson hat. Now, we've had this discussion many, many times. I know that there are customers who absolutely positively ask for that hat and will only go for that hat. And I know that there's some people who exist that way. But too many times I've seen someone hunting for this. I'm like, have you even tried to give them other options yet? Have you even started into that conversation? And sometimes they really haven't. So... I, I know that you guys who are here, you're among the good ones who have already stopped and thought about this stuff, but it is entirely possible that if you haven't advanced it, no matter what what this is, whether it's supply chain or other problems you have with your customer, advance the opportunity there. Consult with them, please. Like, Don't wait for them to come to you with the solution. Have that solution in your pocket and give it to them and also make it clear, like, oh, no, we can try and... Search for these things and or honestly, sometimes say I may not be able to take the time to stop and search for these things and still make it worthwhile to do your job. If I'm spending hours and hours hunting down the five elusive colorway hats you want, that's not a profitable place for me to be all the time. I mean, maybe something to discuss or at the very least to put it out there and say, you know what, if you're in a waiting pattern, I get it. I understand that. It's what if you want to do that, you can. If you want your stuff now, here are the options I have on deck, and you can have it now, and we can deal with it. Current, currently, we can do something to move you along to get you a solution. You know, Eric, I, I, you made
2: a really good point there at the beginning. Where if you're already here listening, you, you're already thinking about these things. We we often are preaching to the choir. Yeah, totally. <laughs> when we're talking about these things here, and by the way, that's my catchphrase. And if you use it, I will have to seek uh,
1: legal advice. <laughs> well bless your heart <laughs> anyway <laughs> i think we have aaron back let's see if we can bring him back in there's Aaron. maybe 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 <laughs> well, you're here, he a sir. little chunky but i think you're there i'm gonna go ahead and drop myself back out and we'll see right. if we can get you thanks, thanks for jumping in Aaron. No <laughs> all uh,
2: right so so we were talking about uh when the supply chain snaps and we're talking yeah. about you know distributor availability and and alternatives but uh What's uh, what are your thoughts on su- supply chain snappage? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I mean, uh, I I I did hear what you guys were saying, and and I totally agree with with all those things. Right, we do have to kind of goes back to when the pandemic. Happened, right? You got yeah, to be creative, uh, but I, I also I guess need to stand up a little bit more for ourselves more. And I don't know if I'm jumping up
2: again here. I I think you, we're, up. you might be frozen again. Eric, you might be uh, our
1: our next guest host. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might just be the co-host right now. Sorry about that,
2: Aaron.
1: But I know what Aaron wanted to say, and I'm going to go ahead and jump in a little bit on this since I I know we've had this discussion privately and on the show before. Um, Aaron kind of feels like, hey, you know, we need to, stand up for ourselves in this a little bit more and get to doing what we need to do to provide options and i'm actually bringing, going to bring in a comics so i think this is a good one since i was talking richardson hats i'll go ahead. it's specific sorry richardson i'm not here to beat up on you guys i know that supply chain problems happen but uh, this is what mike says uh, richardson hats aren't even the best option available or not i've had to invest in free samples just to correct people's opinions on them being the best and more often than not it works if there's one thing to say about that that we can do on our side it's that uh really we have the ability to consult with people and if we have to put these things in front of them people don't i I don't want to say this i always i do this in my shows where i'm like all right is it just us here just decorators no customers let me whisper this real quickly customers (laughs) have no idea what they want they don't really know uh so if we don't show them what they can what they can have they don't really know in the first place but what aaron also thinks is like hey um I he thinks that the distributors also have some things to worry about here like there was a lot of complacency. And one thing I'll say that a lot of people are doing that is not maybe working is that uh, there's this period of time where you can kind of say, here's the excuse for why things are not going well for us. Here's the stuff that I would want to do and what why I'm not doing it. Maybe pandemic is causing issues. That doesn't always hold up. And over long periods of time, there's people who've decided to continue saying this is why things are going wrong. And they may not be, it may not be falling on deaf ears at a certain point. And I think that that's kind of what he's saying is like, why not? Uh, why not do something and stand up for it and work on it? And so uh, that's the thing. It, uh, Aaron kind of kind of put out in his concepts of this like sometimes you have to fire a distributor, sometimes you can't stick with people who aren't supporting what you need to get done. And I can get that. I mean, there's a lot of frustration that comes out of this, and and that's the thing. You know it's uh, it's just how it is. You know, why not do something about what's going on and the problems that you're showing? And I think that's the other part of it too, as soon as with our customers, um, we have issues with stuff. We have supply chain issues, and we and we just want to say, okay, you just point to it and go, hey, issue is not mine. The ultimate thing is that we have to provide a solution for them, whether the issue is ours or not. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well,
2: looks like Aaron's back. Eric, you want to just kind of hang out though, just just hang out, (laughs) just in case. Because actually, the next couple of points you you uh, loaded into the uh, the outline as well. So yeah, yeah, let's. This is true. All right, we'll
0: see how we do here, guys. Sorry about that. (laughs) Thanks for having me back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These things happen. Yeah.
2: What, uh, what did I tell you about that solar powered internet you've been experimenting with? <laughs> Cloudy day in St. Louis, and uh... best part is my
0: internet company just raised their rates too. So, um...
1: well, apparently
2: they need the money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, well, is this is definitely a study in how to handle things when things go wrong? We could have just called the show right there, folks. We did, but we don't. <laughs> I and mean, we do, we can't do that in businesses either. We can't just call it a day and say, well, you know what? I took your money but sorry ain't working out today I guess <laughs> yeah we got we gotta provide solutions and I guess our solution is to keep on going
2: <laughs> you know it's it's funny you say that because uh the uh the office manager at equipment zone uh, she was leaving at noon today and and everything revolves around her and so I jokingly said to her this morning I'm like we should probably just close at noon because <laughs> <laughs> nothing's gonna happen without you there
1: <laughs> yeah this is i've heard this many a time also sometimes of my own fault because i tend to step into a lot of roles when i see that there's an availability for work that needs to get done <laughs> and what you can make yourself into is what we call a single point failure that if you disappear suddenly everything cries to a halt because you put yourself as a linchpin in like several processes it's not actually the best thing you might feel very you know very accomplished but uh it's not the best thing for business to make right. to make these <laughs> bottlenecks that kill everything but i i mean hey since this is since the topic i put on here let me introduce the topic yeah. uh, the kind of thing that i wanted to talk about was the classic catastrophe the thing that happens to all of us just when disaster strikes you have equipment failures or natural disasters or utilities going out.
2: Like uh, internet. these things
1: happen like <laughs> internet and i have had the uh, great misfortune of walking into a flooded building if you've never had the horror of doing the 5 a.m walking through four inches of water because a water main is broken somewhere uh it's horrific i walked into my office to uh, water spraying out of a wall into the power strip of my main graphics utility station so into my computer's power strip splashing off the case complete loss I I had to walk in and tell everybody, okay, just so you know, the entire office building is flooded with two to four inches of water, depending on where you're standing. Uh, (laughs) So these things happen. And the first thing I just want to say is uh, you need to treat any of these stoppages as an eventuality, not a possibility. If you stay in this business for long enough, something will absolutely go wrong. Your equipment will fail. Something will flood. Something will burn. This is just an eventuality of working (laughs) long enough in the business. This is eventually not a possibility. You need to have a plan before it happens. And at the very least, you need to be aware of this and understand what you can do.
2: Yeah. You know, I have to tell you a quick story. It just popped into my head when you're talking, Eric. I, yeah. I get a phone call. I had, uh, had a crew working uh, at night in a, in a shop. They were kind of re, redoing the warehouse space. And it's better to do it when we when everybody else wasn't there. And get a phone call and uh, from the warehouse manager and he goes hey uh, i hit one of the ceiling gas heaters with a with the forklift I'm like oh my gosh okay and i said wait a second what's that hissing sound he goes it's coming from the heater i'm like oh my god get out of the building get <laughs> he had knocked it off the the gas line was just pumping gas into the building i'm like oh my god so of course i'm calling the fire department i i speed there I'm in the parking lot, I could smell gas. It was that bad. Wow, I'm like, "Oh wow. my gosh, this building's going to explode and it's going to be my fault." <laughs> it didn't happen, but all my gas dryers were down the next day because they the gas had to be uh, shut off. So, yeah. Just yep. just like what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, accidents are going to happen, and I'll, I'll bring up one of the, the first points I kind of put up for this one. I, I am a big fan of the dream team. I always call it the dream team. It's building up like outsource suppliers, people who can do jobs for you that maybe don't fit for you. Maybe you have a complete max out on your throughput. You're doing as many garments as you can possibly do, and you need to still service an important client. Um, building up a team of people you trust or a team of other companies you can farm stuff out to or contract companies you can farm stuff out to is good all the time. But boy, is it ever handy when your equipment's gone. Like, Is it ever good when your equipment's gone to have a relationship with somebody who you already trust, who you can work with, uh, who isn't per- perhaps immediate competition? Here's hoping. And you can get them involved and get jobs out the door. Yeah. So I think it, you'll totally want to do this all the time. So I think the the dream team of outsource suppliers should be something you're always looking for. But boy, do you ever need them when your mission your you know sole piece of equipment that you must have is out or when something like a giant leak or a massive flood happens yeah. isn't it really good to be able to farm out a job with one sort choice of yeah I, I think that's an
2: excellent uh, idea that yeah. to, to have those relationships up out there in the industry to, yeah. to be able to help out with things yeah, totally.
0: like that so the other i love that idea too and i think um what that tells me right if if i'm a new business and i'm hearing this right now what that tells me is that success in anything but especially in this world where we have the inevitability of something going wrong that success is a team sport it 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 really Mm -hmm. is a team sport and having like you said that dream team around you we we see this inside of our masters of success mastermind group right somebody has an issue they can't get a job done right and they they've got these people that they've spent enough time with now that they know and trust. And so it might not even be like you're an outsource necessarily. It's just somebody to help you out when, Mm -hmm. when, you know, things go wrong or, you know, you need that extra help. So having, having that team of people around you that, that, you know, understand what your company values and then can help you out in, in that bind, I think is
2: huge. So. um, And, And you be that person as well
0: yeah absolutely yeah, that's,
2: that's available out there to help and mm-hmm. you know and and, and to kind of tie this up in a bow I, you think through these disaster scenarios sit down and yeah. think about what happens if the gas goes out? What happens if I lose power? What happens if a machine goes down? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that was one of your examples, Eric. And, yeah. and you know, uh, when I was um, running a large production shop, I had two exposure units. I had redundancy, right? Uh, one yeah. went out at 7 a.m. The other one went out at 8 a.m. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was processing 125 screens a day. You can't skip a day. And yeah. so, 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 what was my solution? My my three screen uh, department folks were out on the dock exposing screens in the sun. I always, <laughs> I always tell people in my classes how to expose in the sun. I'm like, this is not something that you want to do every day
1: but it's good to know how (laughs)
2: the big exposure unit in the
1: sky that's right God's exposure unit well and I I have to absolutely put this out there as a digitizer this one is near and dear to my heart people if you have digital assets and I know you have digital assets so it's you it's you who I'm talking to, not someone else. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: all digital assets should have a local and offset, b- offsite backup. Uh, the cloud now is not a dream or something weird we have to explain to you. Uh, it's easy, available, and cheap. No digital asset should be living on one drive, one computer in your system. And if you are an old-school embroiderer, I'm telling you this right now, if you have stuff that only lives on a single thumb drive in a drawer, right now, plug it in and back it up. Don't have that just living in one place. And by the gods, if it's on a floppy disk, do it right this second. Get a drive, a USB floppy drive, copy it off put it somewhere
2: i feel yeah. like you're talking to me Eric. <laughs> for our podcast listeners terry is holding up his junior yellow legal pad <laughs> yeah. hey admittedly his notes
0: will be gone <laughs> and you you
2: need,
0: believe like me that's service. like Ugh.
1: if you take notes by hand think of something like uh evernote or something where you can snap pictures of them and now you have a cloud backup even of your physical notes <laughs> believe me when i say losing digital assets sucks because yeah. <laughs> yeah, i've yeah. definitely done I it. it's coming from personally
0: well and then oh, yeah. to, to wrap this one up too right and talked about utilities going out and stuff like that sure. you know basically what i would suggest is have an eric around right maybe you don't have the eric campbell in in your back pocket but whatever you have around make sure you have a eric campbell in your life so thanks <laughs> Yeah. all right well what's the next one here guys i think we got time for one more and we'll be a little bonus time but i think right. we can do it
1: uh here's the one that i i put in here and it was uh when prices increase and i mean this is just something that happens pricing is increasing across the board we know that inflation has been there and it, you may have to increase prices but this is the thing um you have to know the current standards that are available and provide alternatives to preserve budgets as needed i know we don't like to talk about budgets and The truth is as much as i love to talk about selling on value and trying to get those higher budget customers in there are occasionally going to be customers that you've had forever that have a budget that they have to hit and you need to help them do that Uh, there are more ways than just reducing garment quality to get there we all know the good better best scale but think about the uh, the totality of what someone's doing and think about kind of the scope and the outcome like What is your customer trying to get out of these garments? Is it promotions? Mm -hmm. Uh, Where are those garments going to be seen? How are they going to be used? Did they have a larger package of multiple pieces we can take something out of? Do they have a more complex decoration that we can pull back to something a little more bare bones to reduce costs there? Think about those options. Kind of have them in your back pocket. It's not that you have to constantly be looking to scrimp and save and cut every penny. But when the pennies start to count... It's a lot better to have the options available when you know the costs are going to come back and bite you especially when there's just things that you can't avoid that have to be passed on unless you're going to be eating those costs and that's something that we uh, don't want to be doing so yeah Yeah. focus on outcomes and always always uh, as much as i'm saying sometimes you have to do that for the budget i do still want everybody to think about keeping your value up front way too often i see people hiding the value they're providing to a customer. The big one that I say, especially on the take up, we just talked about this recently. People will discount something for, for someone, for a client and not say anything about it. And I'm like, no, put it on your invoice and strike it back out. So they see it. Yeah. Every single time. If you are going to discount something, even if you never intend to charge this customer for a service, but you're providing it, put it on your invoice yeah. and discount it off every time so that later on, they know the labor that goes into it. If you have to charge for it down the road, at least it is on the invoice and they understand that that's a thing. Yeah. And if nothing else, you get the goodwill of them knowing that you're forgiving them something that is of actual value. Don't hide your value and keep the other things that are uni- like unique about your value up front. Show the unique value. What can you do that other people can't and make sure that's in front of people, that part of the experience of working with you, that unique value is something that's in front of them so they understand, what they're paying for. But certainly comes the price is just coming up, you may have to find options and you may have to just be pretty honest with folks and look yeah. for other places where you can recuperate that. Nice.
0: Terry, I know you've got uh, a point in here too, but I'm just going to throw something in real quick. One one quick statement. Everything that Eric talked about there, 100% true. The only way you can do what Eric just talked about there is understanding exactly how much it costs you to be in business. What What is your overhead number? That includes paying yourself and planning for the future. So if you don't know that, I, I think I've maybe told this story already, but I was really surprised um, in the classes that I recently taught. I'd asked that about, you know, who here knows how much it costs them to be in business just to open your doors. And it was nobody knew. Right. And they were new businesses, so totally made sense. Um, but, you know, honestly, do you know that number? And if not, after you get done backing up your files, then go do that work. So anyhow, Terry, go ahead. Do the files first. That's yeah.
2: It's the E rule. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, I, I talk about this in my classes too. You know, I, I, I've done, uh, Back when I used to do consulting, I would go into shops and, and it was called double your production in 30 days or less. <clears throat> and and that was based on being efficient about what you do. If you're efficient about what you do, a price increase doesn't, doesn't impact you as much. Uh, it, it's easy to, you know, like you're saying, uh, Aaron... Uh, they don't know how much it costs them to be in business. I'm making, you know, I'm I'm making a profit because I'm charging for the shirt and I'm charging for the decoration. I'm charging for this and charging for that. I started as a, as a um, contract printer, which meant I only made money on the actual print, which meant I had to be incredibly efficient. If my presses stopped, I was losing money. And so if you are more efficient about what you're, what you do, there there's a lot more cushion in there for profitability. So, uh, get, get efficient. There you go.
0: Nice. For sure. All right. Well, great stuff guys. I think, uh, we've covered a lot of ground. Appreciate, uh, again, Eric jumping in and helping (laughs) me out there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some of my points were still made. (laughs) And this was the point where Eric was going to jump in anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, so is it this is true. Worked out perfect. So, um, Eric, I will um, since you're going to be the the reader. Why don't you let me push buttons here? Okay. And um, we will uh, <laughs> do, do maybe if I can get there. Okay. All right. Let's let's have some five things brought to you by the
1: Eric Campbell. <laughs> All right, folks. So uh, this is five things, <laughs> five things to do. As we both push buttons, anything yeah, go wrong? <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll handle the banners. I got it. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, to start over this is five things to do when your competition steals and i'm putting this in scare quotes a customer or a job so that's what we're going to talk about so once again why is this in scare quotes because people can't really necessarily steal a customer or a job if they're a better fit they're a better fit and there may be some reasons to think about that but let's discuss this a little further number one be brutally honest with yourself most of the time when something goes completely wrong we know what it is you often know if you dropped the ball this is not the time to get defensive, even though it can be really tempting, especially if the customer came off in a bad way. This is the time to stop, take stock, break down the why and how, and just be brutally honest. You do this privately. It doesn't have to be in front of the customer and it's not admitting guilt. It's dealing with what's really there and understanding when something's going wrong. Next thing, number two, listen carefully to criticism. And here's the thing, every time I say this, and they go, but what if they're just unreasonable? Even if it's bunk, even if what they've said isn't actually what happened, knowing the justifications and perceptions of the customer can be educational to you. If nothing else, it may show that show you a place where the communication is breaking down and where they don't understand what's actually going on. And rather than fight with that customer, it means that further down the road, you'll be able to work on your processes and your communications to make sure it doesn't happen that way again. Or at the very least, you have a chance to sit open-minded and understand that this is how the customer is justifying them leaving or choosing someone else. Third thing, uh, dispassionately, and I mean this seriously, dispassionately evaluate the customer. Despite the fact that once again, these can sometimes be charged situations. You have to think about the fact that some customers were never yours. Bargain hunters are fickle. If someone is going for the bottom dollar, no matter what, they're constantly going down to that lowest price. They will leave you eventually if they haven't left you yet. That's why I don't like to compete to go racing toward the bottom because frequently bargain hunters are just going to go week by week to whoever has the lowest prices that they can get, uh, It's just not necessarily the best fit for your shop and not all jobs, not all customers are the best fit for your shop in the first place. Better to have the ones that fit well and pay us back. Uh, Next, number four, refocus on your strengths. It can be really easy sometimes to look at these weaknesses, things that go wrong, and think that there's a lot to change. But when we have customers that just aren't a good fit, it may be that, that we just need to work on our strengths and getting customers who fit into the model that we're working on. Um, when you think about competition, getting a job or getting something that you expect getting out of the customer, sometimes you just need to say, instead of, I want to chase what they're doing, what is it that I can do that that other competition shop can't do and how can I get to more people who value my unique ability and number five and probably the most important of all these things move forward don't get hung up on these things be civil even-handed and open-minded in talking with a customer and when they exit if there's some dealings you have to have with somebody to exit don't try and hold them hostage don't try and be rude or mean don't be curt be open Casual and let them go. Honestly, with your reputation intact and with doors open and bridges unburnt. Once you've learned what you can from the job, the best thing you can do is move forward to the next opportunity and get back to your confidence. I love,
2: you I love it. I love it. I I love your don't burn bridges because you know I, I'm always telling people that in this industry, <laughs> you know, it's this is a small industry. I mean, it's billions of dollars, but you know, don't burn burn bridges. I mean, you you run into these same people out there in the world. So,
1: yeah. Well, it's amazing how much business is done kind of over the barrel head to use an old term for it. We still really rely on a lot of recommendations and referrals. And you never know if the person you're talking to is someone who's going to talk to your biggest customer, or you don't know who is whose cousin, whose friend, whose softball (laughs) team member, and if you treat them horribly on the way out because you had a bad experience, um, even though they may be, quote unquote, in the wrong, it's very much important, unimportant to the rest of your process and you don't know who they're going to influence. So honestly, be the best version of yourself for yourself and don't yep. worry about what you're giving them. That's not fair. Um, yep. Be the best version of yourself because that's who you want to be in business.
2: Nice. I understand uh, yeah. over the barrel head is your catchphrase, and that if someone <laughs> uses it,
1: <laughs> trademark. Get the mileage out of it. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Look it up, everybody. All right. Well, <laughs>
0: Charles said, great show today. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Charles. Oh. As we both right. push buttons I, again. I'm stopping All pushing right. the buttons.
1: I'm sorry. All right. Eric, while we still have you here,
0: can you share yes. what you've got coming up, please?
1: Yes, I absolutely can uh, join me today for the take up uh, this week, it is episode 111 and this is faux machine embroidery digitizing for print. Yes, I know I'm talking about print stuff today kind of weird talking about print art. Uh, I'm going to talk about how you use embroidery digitizing software and editing software in concert with vector and raster graphics software to create art for digital printing and multimedia If you guys didn't see I did a little project with Jay Bissell over at uh, equipment zone where we did a faux embroidery print on the DTG machine for Mother's Day and everybody universally said do you have a class on that and i don't yet but uh, i'm going to talk about it a little bit today and some of the different things i've done in order to create that art so head over to uh, ericcampbell.com get over to the take up tab at the top when you click that you will get the full playlist and the current episode will be up and front and center on that sheet also extended session coming up uh, don't know if the listing is up yet, haven't had a chance to check, but Impressions Expo Fort Worth, I am doing the patch class again, the long patch workshop, so that should be posted soon. Check out uh, ImpressionsExpo.com for more information. Awesome. Is
2: Thank it you, literally a, a long patch or is a long <laughs> seminar on patches? I will
1: teach you how to make long patches. <laughs> the whole seminar, just long patches. Just long. <laughs> oh, no, that's
0: a wide patch. We're not covering that. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Only portrait mode only parts <laughs> of mode right. long patches that's it uh, yeah it's it, instead of the usual hour or so that you get this is one of those three and a half hour four hour t- kind of log workshop style experiences yes it's still lecture style that is how i teach but it is definitely a longer session if you're expecting to go in there for an hour you'll be very tired by hour three <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: and eric you can't uh, say things like you know I, I don't have a class yet in front of me and expect not to uh yeah. be poked so just oh i know that out me, there's
1: there's a couple <laughs> that that are probably uh coming for the decorators community soon because i continually <laughs> hear about them that is one of the short seminars i probably need to do but yeah all right I- a lot of people uh, asking about the now phone just up a can of
0: worms I'm not sure you wanted to open
1: but that's okay uh, Hey, <laughs> me, at the end of the hour and a half of the take-up I'm sure that that'll be a can of worms I'm really well acquainted with
2: <laughs> at, at least Aaron didn't call you out and make you commit right now live now at least now didn't he didn't make me open my, my calendar
1: <laughs> yeah this is true I didn't have to open the calendar in front of everybody so that's good I, this is a process
2: Terry that comes
0: later okay <laughs> seven to ten touches you, you had just gotten action. to that point in the process Terry where I had to hold your feet to the fire so <laughs> like, like
2: and my calendar is not on the yeah okay <laughs> all right that uh, was terry for podcast terry. listeners that was terry holding up his big, big book, book of travel, travel. Big, big book of travel all, <laughs> all right big book eric, of travel. You you so yeah, yeah. That. that's uh <laughs>
0: that's trademark yeah trademark Just <laughs> that's right. my catchphrase. catchphrase that's right <laughs> all right eric thank you sir appreciate you uh covering and jumping in and all that great information and making making the show you know, all that content hey, you shared about this. So. I'm going to
1: drop out and let you guys finish out the show. Awesome. Don't go far, Eric. Who knows if uh, Aaron's going to make it through the air? Hey, it's Friday the 13th. You never know what's going to happen. You never That's know. it. That's it. Friday the 13th. Yeah,
0: Ramona said that earlier. Wait, could that
2: have been Aaron's Friday the 13th moment? So, could have been. Could have been. All right. Um, Terry, what's coming up for you, sir? Well, I have my complete screen printing business course with Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago, May 21st and 22nd. But uh, everybody, that is sold out completely as as always with Atlas Screen Supply. They do such a great job in getting people lined up uh, for that class. Uh, My next class will be at Workhorse Products in Phoenix. That's June 11th and 12th. We do have some slots still open there. Okay. And I'll be doing a DTG seminar at the uh, Graphics Pro Expo in Indianapolis. That will be awesome. on June 2nd, around the corner. And all of my upcoming 2022 screen printing classes are on my website if you want to look down the road a little bit. And all my upcoming events are at terrycombs.com. How about awesome. you, Aaron? Yeah, so I still need uh, two or three more judges for the
0: Skills USA competition happening out in Atlanta, Georgia. So if you're a sublimator, here's the deal: as a judge, I've talked to some folks that were like, "Oh, I don't know if I, you know, I I haven't been doing it that long." Blah blah. All all you have to do as a judge, in fact, you don't necessarily have to be a sublimator. It would certainly be a little bit helpful to to kind of critique what's going on. But honestly, what the kids are being mainly judged on is are they following instructions and then you know at the end of the when they're done with the item is that a saleable item so even if you're not necessarily a sublimator you know what looks good and what doesn't look good as as a decorator so um if you can be out in atlanta georgia the 22nd and 23rd uh, i'd love to have you join us as as a judge um just a great opportunity to give back and support and see these young people uh, really working hard to, uh, you know, get involved in our industry. So if you're interested in that at all, if you'll just reach out to me, Aaron at two regular uh, we've got, I've got some judges lined up and, but I just would like to have some extra two or three more that way, you know, we're not, I'm not putting too much on, on the judges that I currently are, have. Are you there. trying to
2: build some redundancy just based on build, our today's show?
0: Redundancy. Now, because I've been I've been a judge for the last uh, six seven years, and yes, there were times where uh, we showed up, and oh yeah, so so and so is not going to be able to make it now. So and so is not going to be able to make it now, and like oh okay, well,
2: (laughs) I guess I will be planted firmly here for ten hours a day for the next. (laughs) Well, I will. let me add this, Aaron. Uh, back when this was virtual during COVID, I was uh, one of the screen printing judges. It was yeah. lots of fun, super interesting, and and the kids were awesome. So uh, yeah. if if you're available to do it, you, it's it's very rewarding.
0: Yeah, it, I agree, Terry. And, and you just get to come and see re- like a really cool event. I think in general, this is just really uplifting and inspiring to see this happening. And and I also believe you know this is a way. So if you're in the distributor world, if you're in that that side right where where these are your future potential customers or you know if it's your job to um, build up our industry uh, then you know you need to be involved in in something like this in fact uh, also could use a little bit more support from the sublimation distributors, suppliers, printer side of things. Unfortunately, Epson did not come through and is not going to be able to come through this year. So um, I, I'm not worried about it because Condi, David Gross over there and his team, they've stepped up in a huge way and, and I know that they'll take care of it. He, he said, you know, whatever you need done, but I'd like to make sure that we kind of spread the spread that wealth a little bit and and allow the kids to see everything that's going on so you know, it's. Um, I think it's important to to have people get involved and and show their support by kind of putting their money where their mouth is, right? Everybody talks a good game about oh yeah, the future and we need to do good things, but when it's time to actually step up, um, let's see who the action takers are. So I guess I'm kind of calling people out a little bit, Terry. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, because honestly, at the end of the day, you know, I love doing this because it means something to me. Does it bring like immediate direct, can I put the money value on things for my business? Not necessarily, right? I, I, I can help these kids with the education, and that's what I love. Period. <laughs> right? So, you know, it's it's that kind of a, a situation. So, anyhow, um, reach out. That that's the one thing I wanted to, to share. Uh, appreciate all of the support and everything that we've gotten so far and, and all the judges who have already agreed to be there and, and the support from people like condi and and uh, those types of folks so really appreciate all that can't wait i'm really excited about that happening in june next thing uh, i wanted to share with folks terry uh, kind of i don't know if it's been under the radar it's been under my radar um but our friend cheryl kuchek who we've had on the show uh, before. It's got a virtual event coming up here in a little bit, and it is happening starting on May 24th. And if you'll go to sublimationsummit.com, if you want to register for that, uh, we actually have a code. It's OSG10, and that's going to save you $10 off that registration fee. So um, check that out. And then uh, last thing for me, Terry, to share is September 15th in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Graphics Pro Expo is hosting the Start Here Academy. Really excited about this! I think this is such a cool concept, um, and uh, they've asked me to MC this event. And I'm really super stoked about that opportunity because I, I, it's to me, MCing is so much fun because I I get to highlight right. I, I get to like show off other people, and there's going to be three really incredible makers and influencers. Uh, that's the space they come from. They've got YouTube channels and they've got lots of followers and probably have great TikToks. And they they understand that they can't catchphrase things that are common language, <laughs> all that kind <laughs> of stuff. So I get to highlight them and they're going to share, you know, kind of great tips and t- tricks and ideas about starting in apparel decorating. So, um, in fact, we've already uh, confirmed two of those three on to the two regular guys show leading up to it. In fact, starting next week. And then the week after that, uh, we're going to hear from them. And so we'll hear a little bit more. We, we just want to hear from them on their story. We won't probably talk a whole lot about start here Academy at that point, but um, uh, this is a cool opportunity. So just get it on your calendar, September 15th. And um, the, the link is graphics-pro-expo.com forward slash start-here-academy. So. We'll uh, endeavor. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think I do have a, a short link for it. So try this one: osg.link forward slash SHA for Start Here Academy. So <laughs> I know I didn't give that to you earlier, Eric. So don't worry about putting it on the screen. But for those of you podcast listeners, go to osg.link forward slash SHA. All right. I think we did it, Terry. I, I made it through. I came back in. Um, the great part is here, Terry my internet that i said went up i'm not using that right now oh. hot spotting it worked better today i don't wow. know wow <laughs> yeah. yeah crazy all right well th- thank you guys so much terry great job eric great job what a, what a great show we got our friday the 13th moment out of the way so everything's up and up here right and uh
2: yeah so it's, it's all peaches talk- from here
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like like we talked about here today, guys, challenge is going to happen. Deal with them. Get back up. Keep moving forward. Plan ahead and use all these amazing tips that Eric and Terry and, and I was able to share with you guys today. So thank you guys so
2: much for being here. Absolutely. We would thank our show producer, Eric Campbell, for pushing all the right buttons, for jumping in because the two regular guys build in redundancy. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and for all the help you did uh, putting uh, the, the outline together uh, today, Eric, we really appreciate it.
0: Eric, definitely much appreciated. High five, sir. All right. Well, Terry, I already kind of mentioned it, but next week we've got Stan Banks joining us. Uh, His business is called the T-shirt side hustle where he teaches people how to get into the T-shirt business and uh, he's doing some amazing things. And um, he's actually been somebody that I've kind of had marked as like, we got to get this guy on the podcast. And so to be able to finally make that connection, I'm really excited to talk to Stan next week. So uh, tune in and, and learn from Stan and and I'm uh, looking forward to having that conversation next week, Terry. Fantastic. Until then, I'm
2: Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. We are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank
0: you for listening to two regular guys. Check out our website at two regular That's the number two regular